Welcome to Bible Studies for Life Adult Podcast. I am Lynn Pryor. My co-host is Chris Johnson. And Chris, it's good to see you again on another day today. Doing all right? Doing great, man. Looking forward to today. Yeah, I am too, because Dr. Johnson joining us today is Dr. Brian Gass. And I want to make a point of that because Brian just graduated with his doctorate. So, Brian, number one, congratulations. Number two, thanks for joining us. Yay. That was a long time coming, but thank you very much. Glad to be here. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I know Chris has been down that road too, as well as I have. It's just, it's a nice feeling to feel like you have some free time now. Indeed. <laughs> but uh, that is an honor to work with you in that, uh, that capacity, Dr. Gass. Uh, for those of you who don't know Brian, Brian leads the uh, team that produces the adult resources of the Bible Studies for Life family. As Chris leads the senior adult, Brian leads the team that does the, we, call, we just call it adult, but it's for classes, the groups that meet. It's really at all ages of adults in there. So the, the plans, the, uh, the way the discussion is formatted, any, any age group can, can use the material. So Brian, thanks for what you do week in and week out. Yes, sir. Thanks for inviting me to the podcast. We're glad to have you with us, man. So um, we are toward the end of a study called Essentials of Christianity. And this week, uh, our focus is on the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, Lynn, you and I uh, earlier did a podcast about the Trinity, where we referenced the Holy Spirit. That was one segment of our lesson. But this, so this is the week following uh, the resurrection. And uh, we're, we're talking about uh, the, the work of the Holy Spirit and the important role that the Holy Spirit plays in the life of the believer. And uh, it seems like the timing is good for us to have this kind of conversation. Yes. And just so y'all will know what kind of happens in the background. When we were developing this study, uh, Brian and Chris, there were several of us in this conversation about we knew the death and the resurrection uh, and, and, and we'll see next week the second coming. Those are important things. But what do we cover between the resurrection and and uh, Jesus's second coming, we talked about the 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 role of the church. The and it kept coming back to the role of the church is really dependent on the Holy Spirit. So mm-hmm. it's, this is not just a theological broad look at the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's more looking at how the Spirit, uh, the beauty of how He uh, has come to us and works through us, and the purpose the purposes which He wants to accomplish through us. So that's a little bit of why, uh, how this study developed as we look at this. And so where we're going to kind of focus on is this idea that the Holy Spirit magnifies the work of Jesus. And of course, with that, we're going to see as, we, as, as you're in your groups and as you're talking about this, to see how the Holy Spirit does that through us. But for this, for this particular Bible study, we're going to be in, in, uh, in John and we're going to start in John 15. Now, this is verses 26 and 27, where Jesus said, When the counselor comes, the one I will send to you from the Father, the Holy the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify about me. And you also will testify because you have been with me from the beginning. And so what we want to do is we look at this passage and see how the Holy Spirit empowers us to proclaim Jesus. So we all come from uh, different places in the world. Uh, Brian, you have served overseas uh, as a missionary. Um, it just, uh, I, I would be interested before we get into the context of the scripture, 
context a lot uh, to talk about uh, just the work and teachings about the Holy Spirit in the church. Um, my, my observation is that it seems like my father's generation, um, and, and, and I mean his entire, uh, the, I, I mean, I, I really do from a Southern Baptist perspective think that uh, this is a generational deal. It, it was almost like they didn't talk about the Holy Spirit. It, it, they would, they would, uh, they seem to have a concern that if we talk too much about the Holy Spirit, that'd take us into gifts and tongues and we don't want to go there. <laughs> so they just almost ignored the power and the work of the Holy Spirit to a detriment, I think. Uh, am I the only one that has had this experience as I've dealt with generations of people? No, I think that's right. You know, when the businessmen's lunches started and there was a, a large charismatic influence within the church, I think there was a little bit of a backlash. And so uh, some who were not charismatic um, maybe shied away from talking about the Holy Spirit so as not to, to be labeled in that way. But uh, it is to our detriment, I think. Uh, certainly Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit in the passages that we're studying today. And um and we need to talk about him more, too. And I tell you, one thing that caught me, this was several years ago, talking about this generational thing, Chris, uh, because we didn't talk about the, the spirit, the doctrine of the spirit, how he works. Unfortunately, there was also some, some misinformation out there. For instance, uh, hearing people talk about the Holy Spirit is our conscience. Um, and, and, that, but, but, and I say that just because... No one took the time to teach properly on what the doctrine of the Spirit is. The Spirit is not our conscience. Uh, Paul even talked about how our conscience can be seared, can be skewed. <laughs> we can't say that about the Holy Spirit. So I, I think we have, uh, we have done a, a, a detriment to, to many people in our church by not talking about this important essential of Christianity. I'm always quick to uh, correct people on pronoun usage, too, when they refer to him as an it. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's uh, it's just interesting to me, um, and you know when 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 you get to the excess side, uh, uh, the Brian, you mentioned charismatic, um, Pentecostal kind of dynamic. Um, you know, I'm I'm always concerned when there's too much emphasis on the Holy Spirit because of this passage and others. I mean, it's very clear in John 15 and in John 16 that the, a part of the work of the Holy Spirit is that he magnifies Jesus. He testifies of Jesus. He makes Jesus known. He points people to Jesus. And and so anytime that there's too much made of, a, of the Holy Spirit, it, it, makes, it does cause me to be a little uneasy. There's a ditch on either side of us, isn't there? There really is. That's a good way to describe that. <laughs> But I think as we unpack this uh, passage to talk about that the, the, the Spirit does work in us and through us, and a key way is to lead us to proclaim Jesus. Uh, I, I think I like the question, Brian, you have in your resource here. This is a great question, I think, for our groups to talk about is, when have you experienced the Holy Spirit helping you proclaim Jesus? And, of course, I think you could twist that question just a little bit. When have you seen this Holy Spirit work through others? in proclaiming Jesus. Yeah, yeah, we all have a story in that regard, right? That's right. Uh, how, That's right. How the Lord worked in our lives to receive sure. him. Yeah, I think I think sometimes the frustration and the and the uh, 
difficulty that people have is they haven't relied on the work of the Holy Spirit. So when they, <laughs> from a witnessing perspective, they try to do it themselves. They've tried to make things happen. Uh, they've tried to take the initiative when the Holy Spirit <laughs> may not have been necessarily working in that instance. Uh, so it's an amazing thing that happens when we rely on the power of the Holy Spirit um, in uh, sharing our faith. Sure. Now, as we talk about this role of how the, the role of the Spirit, how he works through us, to proclaim Jesus, uh, those witnessing opportunities. We need to also remember that it's the, it's the Spirit's role to convict that person. He may work through us to proclaim, but it's the Spirit who works in the other person as well. Uh, and this is still in John 16, where Jesus said, I'm telling you the truth. It is for your benefit that I go away, because if I don't go away, the counselor will not come to you. Again, a reference to the Spirit. And he says, and if I go, I will send him to you when he comes he will convict the world about sin, righteousness, and judgment. It's not my job to be a salesman, to try to convince and persuade and beg and plead for people to please sign on the dotted line with Jesus. It's my job is just to proclaim Jesus and what I know of him. And it's the Holy Spirit who's going to work into that person's life. And as we see here, that work of conviction. What's that old saying? Uh, anything I can talk you into, um, somebody else can talk you out of. Uh, not right. so much when it's the Holy Spirit doing the work. That's right. And I'm going to get a little ahead of us here, but if you'll stick with us in Bible Studies for Life, actually, as we come into uh, the end, kind of in May, we're going to be doing a study on, on sharing Christ. Uh, how do we share Christ? And uh, we're going to have a discussion about the role. Our role really is to share Christ and to leave the results to God. You'll see that at the very, that's our last study of, uh, of this quarter. Uh, but that, that comes along with the same principle. I share Christ and I'm just gonna leave it for the Holy Spirit to work in that person's life. It's, uh, I'm glad that we use this passage because um, it, when we let the Holy Spirit do his work, when we allow him to convict instead of us trying to be the agent of bringing conviction <laughs> or judgment on somebody, it just works a whole lot better. He's a whole lot more effective at it than we are. No doubt about it. <laughs> That's so true. So now, what, go one ahead, of the Chris. things that, uh, that uh, Gally mentioned was um, embarrassing moments when uh, something happens when uh, some there's food in our teeth or uh, our walk out on stage and our zippers unzipped <laughs> when we, I don't know about you guys you guys are doing wedding ceremonies for a long time that's that's the last that's, I always check <laughs> it's a good thing to check <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I think one of your uh, all-time heroes uh, Brian uh, when someone asked him uh, what he did before he stepped up to the podium or what he did before he walked up for a wedding. It, he, he said, I always check my zipper. That so, Adrian Rogers? <laughs> I don't know if it's him or maybe his <laughs> predecessor. <laughs> he gets credit for every good thing that was ever said. Anyway. Uh, but the questions always asked when those kind of things happen, those embarrassing moments happen is, why, why didn't someone tell me? And that, that's a lot of the work of the Holy Spirit is to, to be that one who lets us know, who reveals things to us that, that maybe we wouldn't notice on our own. Right. And of course, we know he convicts us as believers. And I see here in this particular context, as we talk about he empowers us to proclaim Christ, his work in the life of an unbeliever. Uh, I, I like the way how Robbie Gallatin, what he wrote, very succinctly 
describes what this means, the conviction of sin, it's the sin of unbelief, the conviction of righteousness, be convicted about truly the righteousness of Christ, who he is, and then the conviction of judgment, that the work of Satan and our sin has been judged. So that conviction is to see that we're sinners, Jesus died for us, uh, and he is a righteous God. Very good. Good word. All right, well, let's just go to the last section here, which is verses 12 through 15. uh, And this goes back into our point again, that the Spirit glorifies Jesus. Let me just pull up verse 13. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide us into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, he will speak whatever he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. And he will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. That gets back to the point that I made earlier. His his job, his focus is to glorify Jesus. And so he, the Holy Spirit doesn't draw attention to himself. He points people to Jesus. And, and this is a great verse to remind us of that truth. And, of course, Jesus has just told us that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And now the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of truth. So it makes sense he would point to Jesus. Sure, sure. So this passage just tells us real succinctly, he guides us into, the Holy Spirit guides us into truth. He speaks Jesus' words to us, and he certainly glorifies the Son. Wow. One of the statements that uh, uh, Robbie Gallaty made in the study was that Jesus never expected us uh, to evangelize the disciples, others on our own. Uh, We are to rely on the Holy Spirit in our lives and his power. And uh, my hope is after we have uh, talked about this in our uh, in our Bible study groups that more and more of us will uh, look to the work of the Holy Spirit uh, to to empower us to do the things that he's called us to do yeah anything done in the flesh will be short-lived indeed so a- as you read uh, whichever version of the personal study guide you're reading um, be sure and take time to look at the live it out statements that are on uh, that at the end of this session, uh, it wraps it up to the idea that we know uh, to confess our sin, uh, to submit, to allow the Holy Spirit to fill you and to control your life. Uh, so there are some great applications. What do I do with this truth here? So make sure you take some time to read those and pray through them how you want to, uh, how, how God wants to work in your life. So I hope this has been helpful to those of you who are listening to our podcast, that this has been beneficial to you, that it's caused you to think about the work and the role of the Holy Spirit, who he is, what he does, and uh, that it will help you as you begin, if you're a leader of small groups, that this will help you as you prepare to talk about this with people in your group. It might be good to find out kind of where people are, what their background is, what they know about the work of the Holy Spirit. It would help you then to know how... um, uh, how to approach the topic. Uh, we're going to um, ask Brian and ask our leaders to take a moment to stick with us, if you will. Uh, uh, Lynn and Brian both have some things for you to help you uh, in your work as a teacher of God's Word. Okay, let me just take a moment and uh, let you know, we're, we're obviously we're wrapping up the study on the essentials of Christianity. And, and so in two, in two weeks from now, we're going to be starting a new study called How to Share Christ, a very practical walk us through what do we need to do if we're going to share Jesus with somebody else. Great study. Uh, so to prepare those in your group for this, we have a video. It's a 60-second promotional video that you can show them to encourage their 
participation. Uh, so let me tell you how you can get a hold of this video. Uh, now, if you have a uh, if you have a leader pack by chance, th there's information how you can access it there. But if you go to our extra page, which is BibleStudiesForLife.com slash adult extra, you'll see right there, there, uh, there were the extra stuff, the, the sessions. There's the promotion, uh, promotional videos. Um, you're, you are perfectly free to use that however you want. On a church website, you can send it out an email. You can send it to thousands of your friends and neighbors. Uh, you're really free to disseminate how you want. Uh, I found it's a great idea to put that in an email. Just, hey, just to remind folks what's coming. Uh, if you have a Facebook page, drop it there. Uh, it, it's, a, it's just a creative way to entice them and encourage them to come participate with you in that Bible study. Well, glad to have that tool, and th thanks, Lynn, for uh, letting our, our uh, friends know about that. Brian, you got a teaching tip for us? Uh, yeah. One of the things that we try to do is, uh, is use multiple learning styles. And in our leader guide, one of the things we do here to, to uh, give an example of the Holy Spirit's work in our lives is uh, to use a, a magnifying glass or a, a, a microscope or something like that to take some small objects and be able to look at the details. Um, I thought it was an interesting way of, um, of just seeing how the Holy Spirit really helps us to see things in life in a much more clear way, a much more vivid way uh, than we can see certainly through our own eyes. Hmm. And then uh, one of the other ideas was to go outside if you've got a nice uh, weather day and actually use it to uh, set something on fire, you know, let the, <laughs> let the sun burn through. That's a good uh, illustration of the convicting power of the Holy Spirit, perhaps, you know, for the guys that like to walk on the wild side. But uh, another, option we had, <laughs> another option we had was to, uh, to sing a song uh, together about uh, the Holy Spirit's work. And, um, and certainly that uh, appeals to a different type of learner as well and is a great worship experience. All right. Thanks, Brian. Those are all good ideas. <laughs> Wish that I had used them in my leader's guides. Uh, <laughs> thanks for sharing that information. I'm, that, since you have done that in this uh, format, maybe some of the people who use senior adults will go, hey, I, I can use that too. So that's, that's awesome. Hey, thank you guys <laughs> for taking time to uh, share with us uh, from uh, – your experience and and God's word about the work and the role of the Holy Spirit and uh, we want you to know who are those of you who are listening that we appreciate what you do and we're praying for you and we pray that the Spirit will lead you and guide you and will be at work uh, in your group as you share this week thanks for being with us and hope you'll plan on being with us again next week